Hello and welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. I'm Dale Jarvis. Today on Living Heritage is part two of NL Stories, How Do Newcomers Experience Newfoundland? Excerpts from an evening of storytelling with new residents of Canada. The event was recorded live on Thursday, June 29th, 2017. It was hosted by the Refugee and Immigrant Advisory Council with support from the Helen Crichton Folklore Society and the Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador. The MC and organizer for the event was Marissa Farabod, a graduate student in the Department of Folklore at Memorial University. Um, okay, so next up we have uh, Leo from Cuba, uh, whom I had the pleasure of meeting uh, about a month ago. And he's, I think, the newest in Newfoundland among us all. So let's hear it from him. Hi. Um, I'm so sorry because my English is not so good and maybe I don't have communication very well, but I am here. Um, my name is Leonardo Linares. Uh, I'm from Cuba, from Havana. Um, I arrived here to Canada the 23rd of April, only two months here. Um, I coming from Toronto and I made a little tour first to come to St. John here. Um, right now I feel how in home is so hot right now. <laughs> it's the, the first question that everybody that I, that I know in the street asks me about, do you feel cool? How do you feel? Um, I don't go to speak so much. Um, um, in Cuba I am teacher of a primary school. Um, later on that I begin to work in House for rent, uh, cooking for for it's like uh, house for IVMV, something like that. Cooking for for tourists. Um, in in this play, I know my husband, uh, my partner, uh, Corey Watten, that working here in the University of St. John, uh, seven years ago. Uh, we begin a relationship. Uh, uh, later on that, uh, I begin to work in, in a house for, it's a house that, it's a, it's not the connection that, that the life gives to you in, in, for many ways, because in this house that I begin to work in, it's a, it's a, a woman from Newfoundland, Mary McCarthy. Uh, she, she moved to Cuba, and, she she married with a, with a man of Spain, um, and when begin the revolution, you know she stay in Cuba and she love a lot of pro a lot of pro a, pro a money a lot of property, but she continued um, living in Cuba for love, you know. Um, later on that, um, I made the process for. You know, for for the paper for arrive here, and later of three years, I I am here. Um, thank you, everybody. It's a normal story of life, but I am here for love. Um, <laughs> saying that, thank you, everybody. Um, Thank you, Leo. That's very sweet. So um, you are you are our newest Newfoundlander. 
So uh, next up, we've got Maria, who's from uh, Colombia, and uh, from whom I'm, uh, with whom I'm trying to practice my Spanish. She's very, very patient with me. <laughs> so please join us. Uh, hello, everybody. As our Cuban friend says, uh, I'm not so fluent in English, so be kind with me. <laughs> and just if you don't understand anything, just smile. But don't smile all the time because that would be frustrating for me. Um, I am Maria from Colombia. I'm in St. John's with my husband, David. He's studying in the Memorial University. Um, David had always dream about studying abroad. So we did our research and we decided for the Memorial University in Canada to live our adventure. Um, we got married just before came here. Since we are since we arrived here, everything has been surprising. Um, obviously, the weather has been crucial because we come from a tropical place. My city is not so hot as Cuba, <laughs> but it's warmer than San John's, colder than now. <laughs> um, our first winter was the last winter. Uh, we don't have seasons in Colombia, so it was a new experience for us. David used to ride bicycle in our hometown, so he was a little depressed here because he couldn't do it uh, during la the last six months. But uh, when I wrote this paper, was uh, between... Uh, winter and almost winter, so I said that he can write with many layers of clothing. Now he writes without uh, no mentira, <laughs> no naked, no. <laughs> um, uh, indeed, uh, he had um, an accident on Monday riding the bicycle, so he. Um, he knew the hospital <laughs> and the ambulance here in Newfoundland. And it was a, a good experience for us. Even the it's a, a bad news, but uh, it, it, it was nice because people here is very kind, and they offer her uh, their support to him, and he's all right. Um, of course, one of the most significant positive that we found here were the amazing landscapes and clean air. We arrived on, sept on September, and we enjoyed the warm weather of fall outside. We rode our bicycles to see the coast, beaches, and some of the many lakes that Newfoundland has. We also walk and jog by the trails in many parks in the city. Uh, in one of the coldest day in days in January, we walked early and took the first bus to the downtown. Once here, we walk to Signan Hill and appreciate one of the most gorgeous sunrise that I have seen ever in my life. Um, it was amazing. Of course, then we went down and looked uh, for uh, hot chocolate desperately because we went uh, in minus 10 degrees or around for more than two hours. Uh, at first, we study English in the um, Memorial University. 
And we met a lot of people from many countries. And for me, that is the most valuable thing here in, I don't know if in Canada or in Newfoundland, but I have met people from many countries more than in my whole life before, as well as the, uh, uh, it's difficult to find people here because in my city is overcrowded. So there are people everywhere here you cannot find anywhere. Well, right now you can, but in winter and fall, <laughs> you can see the people, just cars. Um, we share, at first, we share a, a house with two Canadian girls and one guy from Indonesia. The girls with the, with, with, uh, we shared the house. It was not a good experience because uh, our English wasn't as good as is now. One of the girls were, was too shy and the other was drunk most of the time. <laughs> so our communication was based on the sticky notes on the fridge. Um, in February, we moved to uh, another house when we are living right now. Uh, we wanted to share our house with a Canadian family to, to feel that we are in Canada. And we did it. We, ha we are living with a couple of retired, and they are lovely. Uh, she's a nurse, and she's like 74 or 75, and she's practicing his nursery yet. Um, and he's a, a legend man. He's a hunter, a businessman, and many of the things that you expect to see when you think in a new phone under. Um, we have learned about this culture, the history, food, music, and many other uh, stories from this man. Uh, we share our evenings, like in the movies, <laughs> cooking and listening to him uh, play his guitar and say many anecdotes, like a grandfather. In fact, he said that I am the girl that he never had, and that's that's lovely. Um, other aspect that I feel that is pretty remarkable here is the safety and security. Uh, I couldn't believe that people don't lock their houses <laughs> or their cars. They ha they leave the the keys on the cars. That doesn't happen in my country. <laughs> it's not that bad as many people think, but it's not like here. <laughs> um, one of the stories, the funny stories, is uh, one day David forget his gloves in, in the bus. And he just remembered when he had to come back to the house. And he said to the bus driver, and the bus driver called the, his partner, and they found the gloves, and we could believe it. It was it was totally shocked for us. As I said, for me, the security, the diversity, and the community thinking is most is, is are the most valuable things in Newfoundland. I enjoy doing volu volunteering job. 
um, that is not so common or is not called like that in my country, but I think here that is amazing. And not only because you can help other people, but also because it's a different conscience of the of the community. And you can learn many things and help at the same time. And um, for people with this kind of conscience, it sounds normal. It's not it's not strange. For me, it's, it's amazing because uh, the necessities here are not so big as in my country, but people don't care. People just do things and give things. As you can see with the fire, uh, I don't know, near the the hospital where David was. And <laughs> uh, at the in the other day, it was full of things for for the people who were in the in the fire, and that is amazing. We don't know yet if we are going to start here, but we will always remember this time and all the people we have met as a treasure in our hearts. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. Um, next up, we have got Yohei. Uh, he's from Japan. He's well-known in the city. I think most people already know him. He's one of our dearest, closest friends, and he's indeed very talented. So please come, Yohei. Share your story with us. Thank you so much, Marissa. Um, hi, I'm Yohei. I'm sorry, me again. I have been here for many times, so if you are tired of me, too bad. <laughs> 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 I just um I actually have had a few things written but I just decided to improvise today. So, um the story of me living in Newfoundland, I have to start from 8 years ago when I came to Canada for the first time. I arrived to Toronto and I stayed there for one year. I had working holiday visa and um I liked it. I really loved it. One, because that was my first experience living outside of my country and living with people from all over the world. Everything was so different, and I decided myself that I will come back to Canada one day. But there is another element that was very important for me. Um, that moment, I was still in the process of coming out to people when I was in Japan only my best friend at the time, and a few people knew that I was gay. So when I came to Canada, I saw this atmosphere of, I'm gay, okay, fine. <laughs> and I, I thought, okay, it's not a big deal. And I still remember really well, one night I went to um, uh, Wellsby Street, that's a huge gay village in Toronto, and I was, in, I was at one of the clubs, and I saw this couple um, drag queen, they, they were like playing with the people and they said, we just got married. And that was one very shocking experience for me because it's still not legal in Japan. I just never thought about it. I just never thought that could be my option. So since then, it's all, it has been always one of my dreams to find a husband and have family. Then... Um, I had only one year of working holiday visa. I had to go out, and I visited Mexico, and I ended up living in Mexico for four years, which is very extreme of um, coming here and there and then <laughs> always far. 
but um, I always wanted to come back to Canada. So after studying three years, studying music in Mexico, I decided to come to Canada to study undergrad study. And I arrived to BC first because their college system was slightly more affordable than other universities. But when I finished the first year, ta-da, I knew about man. <laughs> Much more affordable tuition. I sent email to the music school. I got immediately answer back. I was like, this is a sign. I have to go. I talked to my mom. My mom was like, well, you don't have to hurry that much, but if you want to go, well, go. And I decided without knowing how far it was. <laughs> I see the map. I was like, oh, it's um, almost going to Japan just the other way around. <laughs> it's, that's what happened. Then um, I came here. Um, I started from the second year. So don't take me wrong. I love people in Newfoundland, everybody is nice, but one thing I found when I came here in the university was that um, since I started from the second year, all of them, they knew each other already. And also many people who come to Man, they know each other because many people come from the other parts of Newfoundland, which are smaller communities. So what I found was um, although people are nice, it was difficult to have really close friends. Then um, I spent one year kind of trying to be part of many things in the music school, and I still felt like I was not part of it, and I decided to go to um, international student's office at Man. Then everything started changing. Um, people who are here, I think you have had similar situations, many of you have had similar situations in Newfoundland, then when I started going to international student office, I started making many friends because we understand each other. Although we appreciate the culture, appreciate the people, are very nice, but I think there are many things that people who are away from home understand. So um, the REAC or New Canadian Association or International Students Office, these institutions are very, very important for us. I can't stress enough. <laughs> Thank you. And um, see, I'm so good at improvising. <laughs> but um, in interesting thing to be a Japanese in Newfoundland, I have to talk about this. So there are two things. Reaction from other East Asian people. <laughs> Reaction from Newfoundland people. So let's start from um, reaction from Newfoundland people. So since at Man we are only five or six students, so not many people sub, um, assume that I am Japanese. So many people who are studying Chinese at Man, they want to practice Chinese. <laughs> so they talk to me in Chinese, say, Ni hao, and I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm Japanese. And their reaction, Oh my God, I'm sorry, I didn't mean any of I'm like, chill. <laughs> we are good friends, right? Like, um, governments are fighting, kind of, but we are good friends, so we are okay with that. Now, reaction from the East Asian people. Um, I go to buy things at UC to have lunch, and there are many Chinese students working a uh, part-time job. And I go to treats, and I order something, can I have la la la? And they answer, la 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 la. I'm like, ah, chopsticks? And at the end, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm Japanese, I'm not understanding <laughs> what you're saying at all. 
And the first year, I guess because I was new, there's so many Chinese people talking to me in Chinese. And I was still saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm Japanese, blah, blah, blah. But at, uh, by the end of the second semester, I was like, blah, 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 I'm Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit exaggerating, but I'm not completely lie. <laughs> yeah, um, but one good thing being in Newfoundland is because um, St. John's is a city, but it's not too, too big. So it's easy to make connections with people. Um, since I came here, my life has been always studying. Uh, a music student, and it's a hard job. It's a hard life because we have rehearsals, extra rehearsals, and again rehearsals. And if I have opera rehearsal, then I have to say, okay, I have to save my voice. I can't go have a drink, and I don't drink anyway, but <laughs> so um, I have to monitor how much I'm skip speaking, I have to monitor how much I'm practicing. It has been a very difficult life, although it's a very satisfying. But now that I finished my undergrad, um, I'm kind of trying to go out from the school and sing whatever I want and make connections. So this is one of the reasons I'm here. Well, Besides that, Ellie and Marissa are one of my best friends here in Newfoundland. And um, I also started St. John's Game and Chorus. I think I have said that so many times at React, so I'm sorry, but I have to. <laughs> um, these works that I'm doing in the community, I can do that because St. John's has this uh, sense of community, but still small enough to know people well. Then um, since we finished our summer season, and I had a small group, but since I started St. John's Game Men's Chorus, I had received messages from Vancouver Men's Chorus, Calgary Men's Chorus, Mexico City Men's Chorus, and even Gran Canaria Men's Chorus from Spain. So Gay Men's Chorus, it's such an established institution, and it's giving me this chance to not only connect with the people inside of the Newfoundland, but extending that connection to outside of the province as well. So if you know someone, please. Um, St. John's Gay Men's Chorus on Facebook, and you can find the page. So invite people. I need more people. But um, um, from September, I'm studying uh, my master at MAN, uh, studying choral conducting, and I'm very excited. So that means I will be here at least for two more years. My friends are saying, we have to find a husband for Yohei so that he stays. <laughs> and I always say, good luck because I tried. <laughs> so let's see what happened in two years. But, well, at least I have two years, so I hope to see you around. And I hope to see you um, at my performance, so St. John's Game and Scorers, whatever. But um, it has been a very, very great experience living in Newfoundland. Thank you. <laughs> Next up is Ellie, who's from the UK, and we came here together. All right, okay. Can everybody hear me? Great. Okay. So, um, as Marisa said, um, my name's Ellie. I'm from the UK, and um, I moved here to Newfoundland almost three years ago now. Um, and since moving here, um, I've discovered many things that I love about the province, including the amazing wildlife and the beautiful scenery, as Mark has already mentioned, and of course the reasonable university fees. Um, but one thing that stands out for me when thinking about um, how much I enjoy living in Newfoundland is the people. 
From the very first days of our arrival, I was struck by how friendly and welcoming most people were. I was also surprised that even in the province's biggest city, there still seems to be a very strong sense of community. So, um, as has already been mentioned, like the recent devastating fire in the Mundi Pond area and the subsequent outpouring of donations and support that have resulted from people being made homeless is an excellent example of this. So, I'm going to talk a bit more about like some of those um, examples of kindnesses that are more relevant for um, myself and Marisa since we've been living here. So, at the end of our first year here, we moved to a new place, which has become our home since then. And in the few days before we moved, at least half a dozen people offered to help us move into our new place, some of whom we'd only just met. So a few days before, we were, happened to go to a party where there were people there who I certainly hadn't met before. And um, we mentioned that we were moving. And people were like, oh, yeah, just let me know when you're moving. Like, you can borrow our car. And I was like, oh, wow, OK. Like, <laughs> we don't even know you, but all right. Um, so that was lovely. And even actually as we were moving, like, our old place was only a couple of streets away from where we live now. And so we were ca carrying a couple of the smaller things in boxes because it just seemed easier to walk there ourselves. And... Um, as we were walking, um, we almost got to the house. A complete stranger who was driving past stopped and said, do you want a hand with your stuff? And we were like, no, we're good. We were right by the house. But again, that was really sweet, and we, we didn't know that person at all. Um, and also, so um, the, the day or so after we moved in, um, our new neighbor, Laura, who's really lovely, she brought her some freshly baked muffins and... I remember being absolutely delighted by this, both because it was a really street gesture, but also because I genuinely didn't think people did that anymore. It was like being in a TV show or something, <laughs> some kind of like cozy Sunday afternoon um, TV show, like set several years ago. So um, that was also really sweet. And I feel like our relationship with her is mainly based on a mutual exchange of baked goods now, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> So also, um, when we first moved in, we didn't really have a lot of furniture because our previous space has been pretty small. But we found that um, very quickly, um, many of our friends <coughs> donated various bits of furniture, like various different bits, bits and pieces for like decorating the house. Um, so that's really nice because now when we walk around our house and when we're looking at different rooms, we're seeing reminders of all the people that we met here. So that's also really lovely. Before we got a car last year, we had to walk everywhere or take the bus. And um, we used to do our shopping at the supermarket up the hill. And so we used to use a suitcase to carry all our shopping rather than like carrying like 10 grocery bags. We would just put it all in a suitcase. But obviously we still couldn't take bigger items like, you know, packs of tissue paper or like cat litter. That kind of thing was a bit heavy. Two of our friends used to drive us to Costco every so often so we could pick up those bigger items. And um, I think for them that was quite a small thing. But for us, that was really helpful, and that meant a great deal that they were willing to um, take us with them when we went. I remember this. Last September, we went to um, renew our MCP cards at Majors Path, which I guess if you have only driven around St. John's in a car, probably doesn't feel like that far away. But if you have to take the bus, it's, um, it's quite a drive. <laughs> and, then, and then when you get there... Um, the bus seems to, like, the first bus will, like, drop you off, and then the next bus that comes to pick you up seems to come, like, ten minutes later. So if you can't get in and out of there in ten minutes, which you really can't, you have to then wait, like, an hour for the next bus. So it's a bit of a hassle. Um, so when we came 
this year, we were like, oh, we're going to go in the car and it's going to take us like 10 minutes to get there and 10 minutes to get back and it's going to be so quick and easy. And it was great. It was amazing. So we were driving, like marveling on how quick and how short a journey it seemed. And um, so we went there and we got our MCP cards. And then as we were leaving, we were driving out of the parking lot and we saw a couple of students walking who'd obviously also just got their MCP cards. And they were obviously about to like walk over to the bus stop and like stand there and wait for an hour for the bus. And it was starting to like rain a bit. And we were like, huh, we remember what it was like when we had to do that the first year we were there. So we were like, I feel like we should help them out. We stopped and we said to them like, do you want to ride? Like, you know, we're students too, just <laughs> weren't freaked out by the fact there were some complete strangers off in the We were like, we're students as well. Like, if you, you know, where do you live? We can probably drop you off. So they were like, oh, yeah, okay, that's great. So lived a couple of streets away from us, so we dropped them off. I felt like, um, for us, it was a way of giving back because so many people have been nice to us, and it was a way to kind of pass that on. So I felt like that was us kind of feeling like we'd come full circle, like we'd settled here and we'd had people help us out. And so that was our way of being able to do the same for other people. So, yeah, that was it. I'm Dale Jarvis. You've been listening to Living Heritage, a co-production of CHMR Radio 93.5, and the Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador. Find us online at ichblog.ca or on iTunes. Our production assistant is Andrea McGuire. We would love to know what you think of the show. Leave us a comment on the Living Heritage Podcast Facebook page or tweet us at HFNLCA. Thanks for listening.